Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop, and it is Barbecue Festival Week, and I'm with my man, Derek Marceau, Valley Farm Market. Are you ready, Derek? I am actually placing a bet. <laughs> Sorry. Can you bet on the barbecue festival? I'm betting on... That was uh, Del Mar. We bet on barbecue. Even. I have Ooh, an issue. You have an issue? Yeah. I don't Do like need to help? watch games uh, unless I... Unless you got action on, on them? So I had to make the, the game inter- interesting tonight for me, so I put some money on... Who are we cheering for? I can't tell you, bro. Ooh, I'm going to find out. Don't want you to fuck up my... Uh, your what mo- I got going on. Your mojo? Yeah. Well, no, like- but we're uh, barbecue week, so we're excited. Um, you know, it's nine years is a long fucking time. <laughs> nine years is a very long time. That's how long we've known each other. This, the barbecue event marks our friendship. When I, when I came over little, little boy that didn't know what the fuck he was doing in spring Valley to go ask the butcher to donate some meat for our amateur barbecue event. Yeah. And here we are. We did nine, <laughs> nine events, Del Mar, um, we got Cali comfort and, uh, Valley Farm doing great in Spring Valley and looking to continue growing this business. But it's been great because we've got to meet a lot of cool people along the way. I think that's probably the thing that you and I take the most pride in is the connections and the relationships and the barbecue family that we've been able to build because of this event, um, this amateur barbecue event, but also just barbecue in general. Uh, You know, Our relationship with the people that we've had on this podcast, the people that listen to this podcast, that support our events, that have been coming out to Spring Valley um, since we started, that help us by donating shirts, by donating time, by donating golf carts. Um, You and I have been on the phone for nine years asking for favors of local businesses. And without those favors, um, we couldn't put this event on. Yeah, and we like to think that it's not just a favor because we like to support them as well. I mean, the people that True. we do ask have, you know, probably asked us a ton as well. And it's almost like a marriage. We just do everything we can for each other. And <clears throat> excuse me, but it's been, it's been great. Like I said, the relationships that we get, the people that we get to talk to, the person that, you know, thinks they're doing amazing barbecue in the backyard and wants to, you know, come and come to a KCBS event and they see it. They're like, man, that's really, really exciting. How do I get started? Well, we have an event for them to get started and, you know, they can do it. We have 30 teams this year. Um, it's going to be really, really cool to see some of these teams that have never done it before. Really, you know, see what they got, see if their, their barbecue is as good as they think it is. And I think it's kind of overwhelming for a lot of people, but they'll get a taste of it and it, it becomes very, very addicting. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, today's guest, uh, Double D, Derek Dawson from the San Diego Gulls. I think uh, there's a reason why we wanted to bring him on this week during barbecue week, because uh, he has stepped into the barbecue world. Um, He did it as part of his responsibilities as a San Diego Gulls representative in the front office. Um, But I think he caught the barbecue bug and he's been participating in this amateur event and he participated up in Del Mar and. Um, he gets it. He uh, he gets it. He's been supporting the show and he continues to give back and doing all these cool things, starting to get sponsor um, sponsors that are reaching out to him, Camp Chef and others. And we love to we love to watch it. So welcome to Behind the Smoke, Derek. Thanks for having me, guys. And he's a fucking beer connoisseur or was. What, what do you consider? <laughs> are you a retired beer connoisseur? It's like uh, it's complicated. Is that like yeah. relationship status? 100 percent. 100 percent. I'm that way. 
I'm, I'm 100% that <laughs> no, we're, way. We're probably yeah. in the same boat. Take a yeah. break here and there. Yeah, it was uh, big for me for so many years. Took some time off. Didn't drink beer at all for, God, like a year or two. Just started getting back into it a little bit by drinking Coors Light, of all things. And slowly, you know, getting back out there. It's a gateway I'm, drug. Yeah, I mean, I'm a certified Cicerone. I knew about microbrew beer before anyone you know, in San Diego is even doing it. And, but now kind of getting back into it and liking it a little bit more, it's been, been cool, but yeah, welcome. The craft barbecue scene is, is blowing up too. And, you know, you're, you're really taking it. You've done amateur. Now you've done KCBS. Talk to us about your journey, how you got started, why you're doing what you do and uh, what you really love about it. Yeah. So, um, like Sean said, I, I do work with the gulls and, and, uh, met Sean through that relationship. And it was, um, pretty easy for me to see that Sean was, a uh, a guy that uh, had the same kind of vision and, and uh, uh, interest as I did. And it's always easy to support people that, that are kind of into those things and doing the right thing in the community. So um, he told me about this barbecue competition and I, uh, I was like, yeah, just like you just said, like I was the backyard guy whose family's always saying, uh, you guys talk about it a lot. The family's saying, oh yeah, the barbecue's great, man. I love right. the barbecue. And you just get this ego and you're like, oh, yeah, I can do a barbecue competition. Like that's <laughs> it's easy. Like let me at it. I didn't even have a smoker. So, um, I borrowed a smoker. That was, uh, this will be my fourth spring Valley competition coming up fourth? this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's you, incredible. you're four. Um, and I we borrowed, scared a, you away I borrowed a smoker for that year. No, you haven't scared me away. Um, and I was completely unprepared. I had no clue what I was doing. It was me and one other guy, uh, Micah from our office. We came out here and we had an amazing time and placed terribly. Right. Um, but there was unfinished business and I was like, I, I don't, quit when i do poorly i want to go get better and then try to you know dominate sure <laughs> see how you can get better yeah, what you can do yeah. absolutely and uh and i found out you know in, in this sport it's uh it's a gradual uh gradual incline but we're getting there we're getting there competitive and we uh we placed in tri-tip here in spring valley last year so it was pretty uh pretty awesome that's got to be something exciting to see the progression of what you've been doing and yeah. do you think the reason why you're doing better is because the you know you're getting better quality meats or anything like that or is it just the knowing what to do and how to plate your box and, and the times and just experiencing and doing it repetition after repetition and kind of figuring out yeah and what's your keys to the success every competition i've gotten my meat here at valley Farms, so i think meat quality is not an issue <laughs> <laughs> i know meat quality is not an issue no it's definitely um meeting the right people um hearing people and and some people have a problem with that i don't you can you can learn a lot from people. If you think you know everything, you're not going to learn anything, though. Sure. So you got to go with the right attitude. And, and Sean introduced me to Gene, and uh, I took that barbecue 101 class with all three of you guys and mm -hmm. learned a lot there. Um, and then getting into the competitions, the other competitors are your biggest asset around you. And I, you know, don't be intimidated to to go up to the guy next to you and have a relationship with him. You might not need their help, but right. you're at least saying hello and being friendly. You guys are spending hours together out there. Right. You might as well be friendly and, and get to know each other. And I've had the best tips and, and assists from people out there in the competition scene than that I've had anywhere. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, I know for, for me, when we were doing it in Kansas, some of the best things I learned were from my competitors. Yeah. And, and doing them, they're like, hey, they'd always call me kid because when I first started, I was like 22 years old. And they're like, somebody hey, kid, called you kid? Yeah, kid, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, oh, shit, what am I doing wrong? You know, but they just, you know, whether it be figuring out how to wrap your brisket or figuring out how to take the, the decal off of from the point in the, in the flat, just doing different things and, and why you did them. I'm a why guy, right? So sure. I'm always like, I saw that you did that, but why did you do that? Help me understand. And you, you'll realize a lot of this barbecue commu uh, community 
all they want to do is help educate. Yeah. They're like, oh, dude, here's why I did it, and, and they'll explain it to you. Those are the things that I always took when I was young. I'm like, man, the why has helped me more than anything else. Like, I don't want to just trim this brisket because that guy trimmed it the same way. I want to know why I'm trimming mm-hmm. it this way and, and what what it's what I'm really gaining from it there. <clears throat> so, doing the the amateur, and then now experiencing your first KCBS, how uh, how did that feel, dude? I'm looking forward to Sunday so much because the KCBS competition was so draining. That's a beast. <laughs> that is a freaking beast. It scared me to hell. Um, I mean, staying out overnight there, there was three of us on my team that stayed overnight and we slept in the back of our cars and you're doing the long cooks with the pork and the brisket. And right. It's a completely different beast. I, I Going into it, I was very well prepared um, in my mind, but then getting there, I was like, I could have could have done a lot more here yeah it's but it's not easy to do that right like you're not going to cook a brisket every weekend but you don't know that until you do it absolutely it's it's the same thing we talk when i'm talking to my friends that are having kids and i'm like i can't tell you anything right now that's going to actually prepare you for when that kid comes out because no matter how ready you think you are for this kid to come out you're not ready and you, you don't understand what it's like to not sleep forever and and to to run on fumes and the kids throwing up and shitting everywhere and like those things it's gnarly but it's yeah. so rewarding so to do the kcbs event you got through it now this next time you do it's going to be so rewarding because you're like okay i know what to expect i know how to do it here's what we're going to do we're going to space out our time you got this shift i have this shift here's what you're going to do you're doing the chicken you're going to do the the skin whatever it is you guys are going to have your rotations down and it's just going to be like you said that much better the progression of the the, the experience that's what is the best about barbecue is the experience don't cheat yourself on that experience because that how you were so scared to be honest you're gonna look back and be like, that was the fucking coolest times ever for sure like going there and having that emotion of being like fuck i'm so out of my league i'm so like what you, you drove up you almost didn't you almost uh not make it up the hill going uh, up to 52 i was worried i was worried <laughs> shout out to gibby lending me the uh, suzuki sidekick and pulling the trailer behind i'm pulling up to uh, del mar and these guys have their hundred two hundred thousand dollar rigs whatever they've got out there you know right. what i mean and i'm in the suzuki sidekick pulling the uh, <laughs> pulling the trailer which hey it got me there and it got us home so right uh, more power to it um but yeah i was i was a little uh, underprepared when it came to like the i guess the the size of the of the competition and what i was up against right yeah so going into spring valley what were your expectations when you first started um, not necessarily for just the barbecue, but for the crowd, the the experience of the the whole festival, and and what did you get out of it? That's the best part about Spring Valley, I think, is the way that the community kind of comes together around it more than just the barbecue festival. So, um, having the people come up and wanting to try your stuff and and uh, and getting to chat with people, people want to talk technique. The backyard barbecue guy comes up and he's giving you tips, you know, sure. trying to tell you how to cook your meat, which is cool. That's that's what it's all about, right? We're here and we're, we're having fun and. Um, but seeing the community come around it, um, the the music and everything like that, it's really just an awesome event beyond just the barbecue. So that's what was cool for me, seeing that whole thing come together and, and the, the sheer size of it. That and you have you get to bring your your son who yeah. now you get to bring your daughter, yeah. and that's yeah. gonna be pretty cool. And that's the best part about barbecue for me, man, is just bringing people together and having my family come together. That's really what it's it's all about. I was at 
uh, Delmar, listening to results, knowing my name wasn't getting called. I knew damn well my name wasn't getting called after Tri-Tip went by. I thought I had a chance at Tri-Tip. No, but having my family around me, supporting me, I didn't even matter what the barbecue tasted like. They're still loving it. Other people um, are, are coming to try it out, you know, back in the back there and loving my barbecue. So it was good to have those people around me supporting me, knowing that it wasn't a failure that day. Right. This was a complete success. And uh, having my family there is just the best part. And then yeah. going from borrowing a smoker yeah. to now having different smokers, what, what's your favorite? What's your techniques? What, what are you doing? What are you cooking on? Go talk about the Yeah, so I, I, got, um, I got hooked up with Camp Chef uh, through a friend of mine, Tommy, and um, I got on with Camp Chef. So I'm using a pellet smoker on, on the competition circuit. It might not be like the most popular. Or so the did he com- make an introduction thing. for you? Yeah, yeah. So he got me on board with those guys. Um, they sent out a, uh, a, the smoker, kind of asked me what I wanted, and I was trying to be modest about my ask, and they just sent like the biggest thing they had. I mean, I think it's important because there's a lot of people that it – it goes back to what we talked about actually with Nicole Matthews a long time ago, and it's the big ask. If you're not willing to ask, like send a DM, send a send a question, because if you're passionate about something, there might be a company that is willing to say, hey, you know, I'm not going to give you money, but I can give you product. For sure. And if they believe in you, you can develop a relationship. Yeah, so. and that's what happened this weekend, actually. So um, for, for this weekend, last week, uh, Camp Chef rolled out a new portable pellet smoker, and I hit the guy up, and I was like, hey this competition I'm doing next Sunday is a tailgate themed event. You guys have this new tailgate themed smoker. And he's like, yeah, I need to ship that to you. And it's like, I landed on my doorstep right. today. Um, so that's super yeah, cool. Why, why not ask, you know, it's not going to hurt. It's only going to help them. I'm getting, getting eyes on that thing. And the amount of people who'll be out here on the street for sure. But checking I, it out. I think there's a fine line though. There's the big ask is fine, but entitlement's another thing. Sure. So don't feel entitled when you ask someone that they're just going to say yes. Yeah. So and you have to earn your stripes too. I mean, you can't just be, you know, a guy off the street saying, "Hey, you know, whoever it is, Traeger, Camp, whoever it is, give me, a, give me a smoker." You know, you're, you're not going to just get a smoker. Yeah. You have to actually go out there, promote stuff, and do stuff. Don't just feel entitled to to getting product. And with that said, there's two things that I'm not doing. I'm not like just hitting every inbox with DMs because that's just not the right way to do it. And the other thing I won't do is put my name on something that I don't think works, right? So just because somebody sent you something, maybe it's garbage. Right. And I had that happen. I'm not going to say any names, but somebody sent me something and I just didn't like it. It didn't Mm -hmm. work very well and I didn't believe in it. I I put it away and I'm not going to, you know, not going to mention it. I'm not going to trash talk them, but I'm not going to mention it. So you're not just out there taking stuff kind of, uh, uh, you know, get feeling like you have, you're obligated to say something like yeah. I have to believe in their product and think that it's actually a good thing. No, to I think that's about. a great point that Derek brings up because I do say you have to reach out, but it's, he's exactly right as you can't be entitled just because you sent product. I mean, we have products that get sent to Cali comfort that get sent to Valley farm that get sent to this podcast that, you know, they're trying to get their product out to a bigger audience. And for us, we're going to do our best to try to review the product if we have time. But, you know, frankly, we've got a lot of things going on, you know, so don't be discouraged not to ask. Do it, but do it in the right way. And yeah. I think that's kind of one of the cool things for Derek and I to watch you doing things the right way and not expecting, hey, I did the barbecue event one year. I expect I'm going to win it next year. Like, no, that didn't discourage you from competing again you signed up again yeah. and you're continuing to work on your craft and as we talk about multiple times it's a process my name is only as good as i make it right it's like people come here to valley farm and see the yetis on your shelves and the grill grates and the traeger stuff and that they trust you 
right? So if I'm going to put my name on something that people are going to go out and say, oh, well, Derek says this is really good and go out and buy it, then that person just spent like a thousand dollars on my word. I'm not going to have it be garbage. Right. No, so. for sure. I mean, that's, that's a, that's good because we do the same thing at Valley Farm. It's really important for us. We get, like Sean said, um, product in all the time and people will send us samples and when i was saying that kind of happened to me last week where a guy sent me a sample and he was actually very aggressive with wanting to send me a sample i'm like sure dude send it over so he sends it over it's a product for chicken it's a yogurt based people put on their wings i guess we made it i put it my managers my manager we have a manager meeting i let people try it and uh no one was really impressed with it myself included um he DM me, hey, what'd you guys think? We knew it, we know it landed. We we saw the tracking number. Betty signed for it, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like just so you know, like we weren't overly impressed, and I appreciate you sending a sample. Um, he's like, well, what'd you put it on? I said, well, we put it on chicken. He goes, well, you had to put it on shrimp and or salmon then and try that. I'm like, okay, we'll try it out. Um, but there's just products that just don't fit, and it's okay. Everyone's taste isn't the same. Sure. It actually had like some curry in it, and like it was just a little off putting to me. <clears throat> um, but then you find those ones that are like you would have never found if it wasn't for people on, on social media and someone sends you a barbecue sauce. You're like, holy fuck, that was absolutely phenomenal. I have to get that in. And all you want to do is work for that person to help them get out. Yeah. But but sauces and, and rubs and all those things, I mean, I'm telling you, man, that is one of the hardest businesses to ever fucking be in, ever. You have to be in front of consumers all the time, tasting and sampling. And if you are not, your product will stay on the shelf. I don't give a fuck how good it is or whatever. If people don't see it and taste it, they're not going to try it. We, we Barbecue sauces, we have the uh, sauce goddess. She comes in and does sampling all the time. Her, yeah. her stuff's really, really good. Um, but if she's not out here sampling, people don't know it. You, know, you, you have to get out there and do it. Product placement in big retail stores is really, really hard to I get I remember into. you guys talking about that on the podcast with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. and we, we had a, a friend that he, he was adamant about getting into Costco and just wanted to get into sauce into Costco. Well, what happened is that he went to a few trade shows. They said, okay, we want 1,000 cases. He's like, shit, i got to get a bit more equipment. So he buys more equipment to do the 1,000 cases. Okay, great. Now you're on the West Coast. We want to take you nationwide. We need X amount of cases great so he gets out a loan for a million dollars to get all this equipment to do his, his bottling business he's doing it for two months costco comes back and says okay we want the same order but we need it for 60 cents less unit he's like well i can't do that i'm not making any money i'll actually be losing money they're like okay then we don't want it anymore well now he's stuck with a loan of a million dollars on bottling equipment that he he's just fucked you know and it's like they will do that to you if you don't start small and just just figure it out and you have to have really really good product man it's there's so many different barbecue sauces out there. It's it's really really hard. But I, I fuck barbecue sauces and, and rubs. I, I would stay as far away as I could if I was anybody. But who am I? So tell us more about Camp Chef. I mean, it, it's good enough that we were over. Thankfully, Fox Five is amazing. They had us over to come out promote the event. We had Stacy Poonkinney from the Trails, who we've had on the podcast. But she's so impressed with what you're doing on Instagram with Camp Chef that she asked us you know, hey, I'm actually considering getting a Camp Chef. So you're doing the right things. <laughs> tell, tell us why you, why you like Camp Chef. Yeah, so I, I mean, I was right there at the point where I wanted to check out the pellet grills. Um, Camp Chef landed in my lap. I put it next to uh, one of my buddy's triggers at some point. Uh, the T word, sorry. You guys are on. No, you're on Team T word. No, we, we <laughs> love we love we love Chad Ward. We love Big Green Egg. I joke around. Yeah, I mean, they're they're all great products, honestly. Um, 
but I wanted to make sure that I'm not under, you know, undersettling right there. So um, I tried this thing out and I, I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I read people's biggest complaints about these things is, oh, you don't get the smoke flavor. Oh, you're, you know, it's not a stick burner. You know, everybody's got that, that kind of tangent or that thing on it. So um, I, I had to try it and I tried it out and it makes good food, man. And it's super easy. Um, cleanup's awesome. Um, it's, it's got like an ash clean out system. You can do open flame grilling on it um, with the slide grill system. It's, it's really unbelievable, um, but it stands right up there with the best of them. Um, I've tried the Traeger myself, and I've tried the um, the uh, Yoder. Yoder grill myself. Yeah. So those are two, the only other two pellet grills that I've tried, and they're all really good, man. But that Camp Chef quality stands right up there. A lot of their other accessories and products to go along with it um, make it really cool. I've got the sear box mounted right on the side of my grill. So it's a gas sear box with the... Um, actual grill grates brand insert on it oh really yeah so i got grill grates because you guys put your Rad. name on it and um bought that from them they did a a camp chef grill owners like sale so oh, I, wow. I bought that nice um on my sear box so it's a propane grill um but i'm doing my reverse searing right there on that and i plan on doing that the competition this weekend i couldn't do it up at del mar because of the kcbs rules but i'm gonna do that this weekend and give it a go so wow. um, their accessories are really awesome. i mean they sell like outdoor uh, projector screens for campsites now we're talking. And, and showers and um, some really really cool campsites. So they actually stuff. camp. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like this a full is camping all about company. camping. They've oh, got right a, a new wood pit that just came out last week. Um, they've, they've got a whole array of products on their website that are all meant for like camping, being outdoors. Um, I've got the Expedition three burner stove, which is like a three thousand or thirty thousand BTU stove, propane stove. You can cook. That's got a griddle on it. And it's unbelievable. Very cool. Yeah. When did you catch the barbecue bug? So I've always loved barbecue. I always thought I knew barbecue, but I mean, real barbecue now when I met you and tried this competition out. Um, and then Gene got me into a uh, um, Smoky Mountain was yeah. the what I used in the second competition. I went, mm -hmm. went out and bought a Smoky Mountain. And that's when I was cooking stuff at home. And I was like, oh, this is this is different, you know, and you're not just throwing stuff on the grill and, and guessing Right. anymore um i was actually like cooking stuff and my my wife noticed the difference she wasn't just lying to me anymore i saw the difference <laughs> between like oh your food's good and like right. oh shit right. <laughs> no that weber smoky mountain if for price point i think it's the best smoker out there yeah <clears throat> the vertical smoker i mean if i'm going to do a competition and you only have a little bit of space and those things are absolutely amazing we used to use them when i was in kansas all the time that's what we used and they're they're very very true got a great flavor to them um, consistent through and through those those weber smoky mountains are good if we, you're just looking for the entry level i think it's like 199 dollars yeah. it's incredible like, like extremely cheap you yeah just buy the charcoal and wood chunks whatever you want to use in there so you wanted to do a pellet smoker just because of convenience in the backyard yeah or, yeah yeah absolutely ease of use um was was really attractive to me um i was actually gifted a, a stick burner a giant stick burner which um lee from from your restaurant now Lee, has it he renovated man. this thing it's unbelievable i'm like super yeah. jealous i'm like can i cook on it one time right <laughs> um but yeah ease of use man just throw it in the backyard there's not a lot of that cleanup not having to worry about a fire in your backyard i mean you still gotta be careful but well you, you're um, pretty good at making fires though yeah yeah if, I, I, if I remember in del mar there was a, a little fire going I was on playing with really i was playing with grease is there a barbecue war story i didn't know about it, it wasn't a huge fire but it was definitely uh <laughs> it wasn't yeah. an explosion no no, Gill no, explosion. no 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 i just had a That's bunch good. of grease um built up. i mean i did an overnight cook so um, I had a bunch of grease built up on the drip pan, which goes down into the little um, bucket there. Uh, luckily, I caught the flame before it went down into the bucket. Like, I don't know how big it could have gotten, but um, I was like, man, the temp on the grill, I have the Loki thermometer, which 
hits my cell phone, right? It's it's uh. um, Bluetooth, and my cell phone starts beeping. I'm like, what the heck is going on? The, it's getting like, hot. Yeah, the grill temp was up to like 350. I'm like, no, 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 that's not right. And I like open the thing up, and there's flames in there. Not like giant flames. But, right. Um, I had to pull meat off. Um, luckily, we had a few different rigs going, so I had places to put meat. But I was right. like, oh, shit, I just lost this whole competition. I think it was like pre-tournament. Yeah. Like, so I'm just like, I'm done. That's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. People don't don't realize, especially when you're doing you know smaller competitions, if you, if you fuck up one piece of meat, it yeah. could ruin your whole yeah. event. You know, if you have one turn in that's wrong, I mean, you can go from, you know, getting a call, being in the top five, you can go all the way down to, to 20th if you have one bad category, you know? If I'm cooking the brisket or the pork on there, I'm wiping it down before I put anything else on there. Yeah. I mean, it was lesson learned. I think it was pretty basic. I probably could have thought about it a little harder, but in the moment, you're going and I've got my timing and I'm looking at this and trying to figure out, make sure we're ready for this and it caught up to me so how was your how's your garnishing changed when you first started to, to what it is now <laughs> so year one i didn't know about garnishing you didn't uh, talk to gene i went to the cook's meeting and talked to gene at, at <laughs> the whatever, cook's meeting at, you can only get so much information at eight o'clock yeah. or whatever it was well, it's you, the day you, of yeah, yeah. You, the day yeah. of the day of you can't be uh, expected to learn so everything you need to know year two go to the cook's meeting again forgot about the garnish and i was like <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about the garnish. So I got in my car and drove here to Valley Farm right. and got some garnish. And what kind of garnish? I just got parsley. Or, there you yeah, go. Par- regular, regular parsley is parsley. the way the gene recommends. Yeah. And so, but I, I didn't really realize that it was going to be like a bed of parsley. So I bought like one uh, <laughs> one bushel of parsley or whatever you parsley call it. Parsley flakes. You started. Well, I put like, you know, like a garnish that you see on like a breakfast dish or something. Right. You just kind of yeah. lay the leaf on the, little on the accent. side. And that's kind of what With a little orange slice. <laughs> That's against the rules, Sean. I wouldn't break the rules, but uh, yeah, no, I put like. I'm just plating a breakfast plate for you, buddy. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, do I eat this? Do I not? What is this? Um, But yeah, so then the year three, um, last year, is when I figured out. I asked Gene in between year two and year three, I'm like, Gene, what am I doing wrong with this presentation? And that's probably what got me to the point where last year I was competitive and I got to see scores where I'm like, oh, I could actually like win some stuff in this thing. Right. I did. but yeah, that, that that parsley bed's not exactly what it's advertised. I would recommend like looking at a YouTube it's, video before you yeah, it's jump really, into competition. It's really barbecue. interesting that you you say that because like when we competed in our first KCBS event, I remember reading through all the rules and being just overwhelmed at how many rules there were yeah. for all the different meats, for all the different turn-ins, for all the garnish, and then trying to convey that to my brother, Tommy, bless his heart, um, who just didn't have an idea like he was just he was he wanted to do the barbecue but he didn't understand how important it was to turn in six identifiable pieces of meat instead he didn't cook enough identifiable pieces of meat for the first turn in so he turned in instead of he's turning four pieces of brisket and the next time he's like oh well the judges are going to know so i'm going to give him two more ribs i'm like thomas <laughs> the math doesn't work like that no, brother it's no. a du- it's a double blind judging process my chicken in year one might not have gotten tasted yeah, I'd, I'll never know. Thank goodness, but um, it it was just a box of like shredded chicken. I, I, like, <laughs> I had no clue, and it was like the, shredded chicken. I didn't practice with chicken, and I'm trying to trying to keep the legs whole, and I'm like uh, trying to keep skin on and keep it from cracking and peeling, and I just like totally just turned in everything else, forgot about the chicken. I'm like, oh, I gotta get this chicken off, and it's just like. I'm like, all right, hard. cool, just throw it in the box, like oh, whatever. Here, I, you know, I checked the temp. It was, right. it was that temp. We're good. I think that, I mean, that's one of the coolest parts about the amateur side of the contest is it, it just lays the framework of how serious the, 
the competition world is. And, you know, until I met Gene, until we started working with Arlie and started working with Kelly from and Kathleen um, from the KCBS, you don't understand how serious this is. And once you do, you can start going and watching YouTube videos. You can start asking other barbecue teams. And like Derek said, you know, paying attention to the garnishes, paying attention to, hey, if I actually go by the rules, I might actually have a better job. I might have a better opportunity to, to place as opposed to me just doing whatever the fuck I want to do, turning it in saying, hey, that's the best barbecue you got. You want to tell, I'll tell you the thing that I think is the best for anybody that's listening that wants to get better is become a judge. Become a judge and go to a few competitions and just see other turn-in plates that come in, see other profiles that come in that you're tasting different profiles. You get to see what other people are doing. You don't know who it is, but you get to see what other people are turning in and what, what wins. You're like, it all of a sudden a light bulb will just click. You're like, holy shit, that's that's what I'm doing wrong. I'm not turning in this way. I'm not I'm not garnishing it the, the right way or I'm not displaying the, the brisket. Like people don't understand like before we would do brisket, we would pre-cut our brisket to make sure that when it was done, we just had to slice it and put it in. Like we would make sure that it was everything was uniform and in there. And people, little things like that, you start to understand. Like when people turn in chicken, some of this chicken, I mean, it looks almost <laughs> fake. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's just it's, it's true. Like, like it's like candy. It, it, it's amazing what what people can do. And I'm like. Mine tasted phenomenal, but there's no way it looked that good. I know? didn't learn that presentation style on the chicken until pre Del Mar. That was Del Mar was the first competition I did it with that that style with the uh, the thighs and you cut the thigh and wrap the skin and the whole deal. Right. I, I did it at Del Mar, but it looks like like cooked bread or something like that. Yeah, by the time you're done no, with like it, I said, it almost looks, looks like fake. Yeah. yeah, it almost looks fake. But presentations it's so important, and however many people beat that into my head, thank you to all of them because why not get that first nine? your meat could taste like hell right but you've already got a nine in the books going into it so like you're on the board right so just make sure that presentation's on so you work full-time for the san diego gulls which is the american hockey league team here in san diego when i say full-time i mean you're always working for the gulls you're very passionate about your job you're passionate about moving up doing the best you can to take care of the fans the season ticket holders you're also a father you're also a new father yeah how do you have time to do what you love to do and follow your passion and do barbecue. You got to eat, right? Um, honestly, <laughs> yes, I, and that's been the best part about going to the pellet smoker, like you said, for ease of use, is I can turn that thing on and anything that we would normally cook in an oven at home, I do on the on my smoker, on my camp chef. So the other night, uh, Nikki wanted to do, we cooked cornbread and we did brownies. Um, like she just, I think she had like a lasagna we put in there the other night. Anything that we're going to do in the oven, I do it outside and I just get to know my smoker that much better because right. i'm using it all the time yeah um i mean i cook on that thing at least four days a week that's awesome yeah and it's just practice and so. it allows you to be outside and hopefully your kids are going outside because for me one of the biggest biggest things about my kids and how i parent is that i'll be damned if i'm gonna allow my a tv or a tablet or a phone to raise my kid yeah and i force myself to get home i'm tired I wake up at four in the morning we grind all day long and it's it's easy to, to go inside and just sit down and put on a, on a show but i force myself we go outside we play catch we throw tennis balls against the wall we chase each other we run around and if you have a, a smoker like that dinner's getting ready too yeah and that that's amazing that you're doing that and you know i know you guys are outside a lot doing doing the right thing so kudos to you man i had the coolest dad moment um there's a picture of it. Uh, you guys 
even yeah. I think tweeted or retweeted or whatever one. the picture of uh, Parker and I. Parker got this little, um, <laughs> it, it's actually like a Weber brand plastic so uh, cool. grill and it came with all the little plastic food. And So now when he sees me out there and he sees the smoke, because you can see the smoke kind of bellow <laughs> in the door and that's about when my wife yells at me to close the slider. Right. Um, he's like, Dad, can I come barbecue with you? And that's like, yeah, dude, of course you could come barbecue <laughs> with me. Like, I would have it no other way. Right. And um, she caught that picture on I want to say it was Father's Day, which sounds super cliche, but I'm pretty sure that picture. I'm pretty sure it was. It was. It was wrong. Um, I love that. And I was just like, "Oh my god, this is like the coolest part about being a dad ever." Yeah, they don't. They don't always, uh, you know, do what you yeah. say, but they they do what you do. And it's they, not they always look, rainbow and butterfly. Yeah, right? but they but they they, <laughs> literally, they literally just watch you all the time. Yeah. I, I I see it, and you know, for me, I have to watch my mouth a lot, as you guys probably are listening or are laughing because I don't, I don't hold back. But at home, I mean, I'll catch my sons now saying stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that, that was definitely you know, for me. I, I, I need to, to watch what I'm saying. And, and But just doing those things, being outside, my kids, I'm not kidding you. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a, and a four-month-old. My two-year-old and four-year-old, two weeks ago, ran a full mile with me. Outside, it's awesome. I did not ask them to come. They asked if they can go jog with dad because they see that I go out for runs. And my my oldest said, "Daddy, I want to go run." And I'm like, "Okay, bud. Like, um, just so you know, like we're gonna we're gonna go for it." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I want I want to jog." And my youngest said, "Yeah, I want to jog. I want to go jog." I'm like, (laughs) "Okay, buddy, let's go." And I swear to God, they both ran for a full mile. And came back, and it was. I think we finished in like ten minutes and forty five seconds. So it wasn't that's like impressive. It wasn't fast by any means, oh. but it wasn't slow. We, For we a two year old, yeah, that's really fast. Yeah, yep. it doesn't it was, matter what you're doing; they just want to be with with you, yeah, right. And so time. you're doing it right because the stuff that you're doing is stuff that's going to benefit them in the long term, right? Yeah. They're not going to sit around. They're not going to be connected to that TV or phone all day. So and they love it. I mean, they're like, oh my god, yeah. We you know they'll take their shirts off and they flex their muscles and they act like you know there was a really big workout. But there's nothing better for me. There, yeah. There's those things. I hope are things that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Um, we're doing new things. Uh, we'll have some announcements here in a little bit. But you know, one of my biggest things was I'm not going to take away from my family and some of the the my favorite moments are driving my kids to school and we put on stupid songs and we sing Moana or we talk about, you know, uh, Kung Fu Panda and we're rolling down the windows and we're waving to my sister when we see her just doing silly stuff. But it's like those, yeah, yeah. Paw Patrol all the time. Jesus. Um, He told me about Paw Patrol. Get ready, bro. Yeah. That is is like some crack in that song. Captain Jake. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank God. My son just started. But doing those things, it's like, man, I, I hope that, they have those memories when they get older, you know, like I always remember my grandpa, you know, when he would take me for walks and stuff and it wasn't about, there was no monetary value to it at all. It was just about the times that we had together that we just made enjoyable. Mine was swimming with mine. Same thing. Yeah. And I just want that for my kids. And I, that's a a promise that I'm making that I'm going to continue to do that. I'm not going to be an absentee father. I'm going to make sure I'm there. Yeah. Business is going to grow and we're going to do things, but it's not going to overtake my life. And when it does, or if it it tries to, I will sell my fucking businesses, no problem about it and be with my kids. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, audio should live forever and that, you know, my kids can, can listen to this when they get old enough and, 
their kids when they have kids and just know that family is 100% the best thing in, in the world. So, yeah. you know, that's, uh, it's cool to watch you going through your progression and, and doing, doing the same thing. Thanks. That's one of the coolest parts about the company that I work for and the people that I work for too. Um, you guys have had all of my bosses on this podcast before. Ari We've been on the podcast. Ari and Matt <laughs> have both been We've on had the both of them. Yeah, Nate, Nate was, I think, hiding in the room. Maybe he, was, too. he was. He was. Um, but yeah, so... It's it's very family oriented. Um, we've got thirty four dates, home dates minimum. Family a year. oriented, but for a family that goes to bed at seven thirty. Yeah, you're right. I fucking <laughs> puck drop. There's nothing more than I want to take my boys to a hockey game. It's we tough, need to change puck drop. We, we got we got to get one. At, <laughs> Can you run on. that up the flagpole? I'll run it up the ladder. I'll run it up the ladder. <laughs> Just give me like two or three a year. So Parker's yeah. pretty five. strict at eight o'clock bedtime, mm-hmm. but on those nights when he can come and hang with me at work, we stretch it out a little. Yeah. yeah. So and you should see him at the games. That's like one of my other cool dad moments too. And and now Reese is going to the games too. My little daughter. Um, but having Parker like standing on the seat, just going ape shit, waving a rally towel is like when right, Gulliver like, comes. I'm by. not changing my job for anything. Like this is yeah. the coolest thing in the world. And I mean, if I need to bring him to the office for a couple hours because one of the other babies needs to go to the uh, hospital or something, you know, like it, we're all good. You know, and like mm-hmm. I brought him into uh, the office on Friday morning. Matt's like, "What's up, dude?" Gives him a fist bump and we'll awesome. go to work. Right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's great to have that kind of support too, and that keeps that balance that you're talking about. Like, how do you balance? being so busy with that trying to do this hobby on the side and you know whatever other kind of grinds i'm getting into right now so um it, it's really really good to have that support system you have an announcement me. to make no, there's some I other can't. grinds to get the, into are, no. we, are we breaking news my, not just my rap career everybody knows your rap about career, rap career. No. do we have a youtube page we can follow uh soon soon, soon yeah uh what kind of <laughs> advice would you give to uh we have we have a lot of new amateur barbecue teams that have signed up this year uh, which is really cool for us because that's why we did this event is to get people, you know, an opportunity to come out and yeah. build their brand and um, compete. What, what advice would you give to them having competed for now? This will Can I say something? You guys' network is so solid, too, because I get, like, people following me, and I'm like, who the hell is this? And I'm looking, you know, like, creeping on them. Like, who, who are they following? <laughs> like, uh, so I've connected with a couple of them. I don't know if I can write. Big yep. John. I've connected with Big John on, on Instagram, and we talk, and... And uh, we'll send pictures back and forth of stuff that we're prepping and stuff like that. But I guess my best advice for for those guys coming out for the first time is just, I guess right now and and a few days prior, like just humble yourself a little bit and and just go in with um, knowing that you know what you know you know what you're doing and what your barbecue is, but also like take your expectations and and mediate them i guess a little bit right i think that's great advice um i'm a super competitive person in that first year i was like i'm gonna go win this barbecue competition (laughs) um i'm not gonna lie i was just an asshole um i wasn't like mean to anybody or talking crap to anybody but in my head i was like i'm gonna win this thing and i was super humbled by it so if i could go in with my year two mentality in year one it would have been an incredibly different experience so get a one-year head start on me um, or just beat me tomorrow. Big John stuff looks pretty good. Well, I think it's great. I think it's great <laughs> advice too, because it, it is about a network and it's not about our network. It's, it's barbecue family. And you know, we're, when you hear somebody or you follow somebody, don't be afraid to reach out, follow them back. If they've been on this podcast, I mean, anybody that's been on this podcast, there's a chance that we probably met them through social, through networking, through events like this. Um, that's why we do events like this is people, they come together and you know, all of a sudden you have, this barbecue family keeps growing and it's part of that West coast barbecue movement. It's the things that 
Derek and I are so passionate about. And, you know, it's not just the amateur barbecue teams. We have barbecue restaurants that have been on this podcast. We have dessert companies. Um, we have big companies like U.S. Foods, Big Green Egg, Hot Sauces and more. Um, what else can people expect this weekend? They're, if they're coming out. Beer. Lots of beer. Beer. Um, Lots we actually of fish have an, a, a good beer list thanks to Brian and Corey. Corey. They, uh, for the first time in, in nine years, Cali Comfort's going to have a sign out there saying what's on tap, correct? Good job, guys. And um, so it's going to be a family, family-friendly family event. We're going to do – did we get the obstacle course? Uh, we did. County Park and Rec, Carl, um, who's got an been obstacle supporting course. this event. Nice. Yeah. For the kids, so come on down with the kids. Um, it's going to be big. I mean, don't be um, – you know, the parking's always an issue. Uber, so, Lyft, please carpool. Uber, Lyft, do some carpooling. Use those um, scooters. We, we, got we can some, use, bring some of those scooters from downtown out yeah, here. Yeah, we got firefighters that will be there. San Miguel um, firefighters are competing and they're doing people's choice. First so year. I'm really excited about that. Uh, they actually, um, well, I won't even get into that, but we're really excited about San Miguel Fire Department. Uh, Corbin's Q is going to be there. Obviously, Valley Farm, Cali Comfort, Coops. We love you, Coops. Uh, pork Belly Barbecue, um, Char Barbecue. Um, you know, we're just the Smoke Tog the, the and the Trail. So Stacy Poon, who is one of our favorites, she's basically part of our family. She's going to be out there with Pops, uh, grilling it up and, and giving and serving to the, the community. So we're just excited to be able to do this again. Um, we're getting afforded an opportunity to bring this community together every year you know like we talk about it's a very eclectic group and it doesn't matter about your your age your sex your religion your uh you know anything it's just we all come together in the name of barbecue to kind of have fun get to know the community and uh just be here for one another um stop dividing and and come together yeah absolutely and this this week uh we're going to do a social shout out to our MC, who was sitting in on the podcast, but he left before, he we, before we got to give him any love. But Anthony Long, um, he's been the MC since we started this event. Uh, he's Spring took Valley. one year off? He took one year off, and we realized the mistake we made when we didn't uh, figure out a way to get him involved. But he's so involved that he flew out from Alabama um, to be here this week to help us organize this event. Uh, we're also going to be picking up Bill Curtis this weekend and get JC and Kim and we can't put this event on without the incredible behind the scenes people that um, have really allowed this event to grow. Um, that includes the people in this room that includes uh, the San Diego gulls that includes the seals that are coming out the uh, Andy 10th planet. He's coming out. Yep. He's going to be a sponsor Josh from next gen. Um, there's just so many people and it's, it's like Derek said, it's as eclectic as it gets. So if you want to have some barbecue, have some dessert samples, wobble a little bit, take some selfies, um, learn more about the West Coast barbecue movement, um, and just have a really, really good time on a Sunday, uh, we'd love to have you out here. Derek, thank you for your time. Thank you for being part of the family. Um, please follow him on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, he's a beast, as well as Facebook. And uh, we'll put all those links in the show notes. He also did an awesome podcast with uh, Shelly and Ben Higgins, our rendezvous, uh, right after the Del Mar event, which really, uh, it was cool because it encapsulated a lot of the things we touched on here. But he got a little, a lot deeper about, um, you know, kind of the barbecue family and people looking after each other. So we'll put a link to that podcast in the show notes. And we will see you on Sunday next week. will be our election week with uh, Landon Donovan. Uh, so make sure to check out that podcast and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks a lot.
Hey guys, this is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, we also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved. We also have show notes uh, from all the episodes, so anything we talked about in the episodes, you can find detailed show notes there. Um, plus, you can just get in touch with us. It's important that uh, we're here as a resource for you, so please reach out. Let us know how Derek and I can help you with your barbecue journey. Uh, get involved, stay curious, and uh, follow us on social at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.